Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Alec Baldwin, Todd Chrisley, Ciara, George Michael, Chrissy Teigen, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Drulo, and I love the fact that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. Fifteen million children struggle with hunger in America. However, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks is able to help provide over three billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at FeedingAmerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Well, honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. So my uncle calls and he says he's dizzy and he's losing his balance. So I'm like, oh, you want me to take you to a doctor? He's like, no, I'm going to look up the symptoms. I said, your symptoms are you're dizzy and you're losing your balance. So he said, I can't get on the internet because my arm is numb. I said, well, use your good arm and dial 911. Stroke's no joke. Dial 911. Time lost is brain lost. Seriously, dial 911. Visit strokesnojoke.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. Also, follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter. I go by the name of Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And also follow me on Instagram. Just look me up on the T. Jones Gives. That's T. J-O-N-E-S G-I-B-B-S Right now the current temperature in the NY Is a uh, very um, Nice mile 
58 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone lines and in the chat room. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you know when I go on the air live. Also, uh, if you want to know uh, more about the show also, or you can't catch the show live, you can always go to the Facebook page, but you can also go to this website called Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website with over, like, 70,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio, and you can uh, catch the show through that through the archives through that website, or you can always catch the uh, listen to the show through the archives here on BTR, and also download the show for free on iTunes as well. Right now, uh, we got lots to talk about this week. Uh, Alec Baldwin is thinking about just uh, putting an end to the Trump character on SNL. He, I think he's finally giving it, calling it a wrap, and he doesn't want to do the impersonations any more longer. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, Todd Christie's in the news. Apparently, he's been uh, accused of allegedly dodging paying taxes in the state of Georgia. I'll give you the latest. Also, uh, top icon George Michael, uh, we finally find out what he actually died of. I'll give you what the coroner report has found. And also, Christy Teigen has wrote a uh, a very in-depth uh, letter or essay to Glamour Magazine about her struggle with postpartum depression. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! All right. Well, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> after doing the Donald Trump impersonation on Saturday Night Live for months, Alec Baldwin is ready to move on. The actor tells Mario Lopez on an interview with Extra that his days of playing POTUS are numbered, and he isn't sure how much longer he will do it. Baldwin has been playing Trump since the election last year, and the Republican politician, politician, politician was not impressed with what he saw so far. Uh, he said that he tried watching Saturday Night Live. He tweeted that it was unwashable, that it was total bias, not funny. So Baldwin's not the only Hollywood star that's doing Trump impersonation. You know, Jimmy Fallon recently appeared as the business mogul turned politician on his Tonight Show to roast the president over his solo press conference. Uh, although uh, Baldwin might soon quit playing Trump, SNL will likely continue bashing the president's administration. Melissa McCarthy has played the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, on two episodes to rave reviews. And also, you know, since uh, Donald Trump was saying all these things on Twitter about Baldwin's impersonation of him, saying that it just can't get worse, Alex tweeted back to him saying, release your tax returns and I'll stop. Ha, that's what he tweeted back. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Alec Baldwin had told Mario that um, he didn't think he could do this character much longer and that after a while people might just get tired of it, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see what happens or if they'll find someone else to replace 
the character, you know, they might have somebody else to do it. Now, Ty Chrissy, uh, who we all know he has a show, a reality show, well, apparently they're saying that he might not, he might not know best. The Chrissy Know Best reality TV star allegedly died taxes in the state of Georgia for years, and now the state has opened an investigation. The investigation comes on the heel of a report published by WSB-TV, which revealed that Chrisley, 47, hasn't been paying the state despite declaring himself a Georgia resident on various court filings. He then claimed on his federal tax return to be a Florida resident, and this is according to a local station report. However, on a hit USA Network show, Chrisley and his family are often showing off their lavish Georgia lifestyle, which apparently come as a cause for Georgia taxpayers. His eldest and estranged son, Kyle, told AGC that his reality star dad stretches this truth and that he always been that way. And that he also added that uh, that his father's failure to pay has always been involved in the uh, investigation. Uh, he also said that uh, he tries to hide his money and that he doesn't like to pay what he's owed. This is what Kyle Chrissy's oldest son is telling the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Now, uh, the eldest, Kyle, uh, the eldest of the Chrissy clan added that they never lived in Florida, only vacationed there. Now, Todd's wife, Julie, said in a videotape deposition in August of 2013 that the family never resided in Florida. Kyle added that his father drove him and his sister to Florida to obtain their driving permits in order to keep up with the illusion they were Sunshine State residents. Todd asserted the fact that he was a resident of Florida for 15 years on the Dominique Nady show after the WBS TV report was released. And they can't seem to leave Sierra alone. Apparently, people just can't get over the fact that Sierra has moved on from future and started a whole new life, a whole new family. Even though she has moved on from her ex, she is happily married to NFL star Russell Wilson with a baby on the way. The haters won't stop assuming everything she does, and they think that it's a jab at her former fiancé. The singer appeared naked and pregnant in a photo shoot for Harper Bazaar this week, which also featured her son with Future, Future Junior, too, and new husband Russell Wilson. Now, all three appear to be naked in the one highly discussed shot, which the Can't Leave Him Alone singer captioned on Twitter with the caption, Just the Four of Us. Now, they're saying a lot of people are hating on the photos. They're saying things like uh, one user wrote on Twitter, uh, Baby Future is way too old to be naked in the photo shoot, and Sierra act like he really doesn't have his own father. It's so disrespectful. Another added that Sierra is so disrespectful, and I think she does it on purpose to get a reaction from Future and to blow up in court. While many on Twitter felt Sierra is still trying to uh, kind of keep her distance from future others just want people want her to just live her life sierra married wilson in 2016 and is nearly seven months pregnant with their first child together and pop icon george michael died of natural causes stemming from heart and liver ailment this is what a british coroner report had found a post-mortem evaluation that was released yesterday revealed that the singer died after suffering a dilated cardiomyopathy with a uh, with myocarditis and fatty liver 
Now, um, Michael was found dead at his Oxfordshire, England home on Christmas Day at the age of 53. Local police deemed his death unexplained but not suspicious at the time. An original autopsy conducted shortly after his death was unconclusive in finding a cause, though Michael manager Michael Lippman attributed the singer passing to heart failure. Dilated cardiomyopathy is a medical issue where the heart's ability to pump blood is reduced. Myocarditis is referred to inflammation of the heart. His funeral has not yet been scheduled, and as the family postpones arrangements until the coroner report was finalized. And Chrissy Teigen may look happy outside, but deep down inside, she has kept a secret about her struggle in battling postnatal depression. The former Sports Illustrated swimsuit model wrote an essay for April issue of Glamour magazine in which she revealed that she developed postpartum depression after giving birth to her daughter Luna last April. She took to Instagram to share the essay she wrote on Tuesday, March 7. She wrote in the caption that the depression was eating her up inside for months and months. In the essay, she confessed that she was freaking thrilled when the magazine first told her about her going to be on the cover. She opened the article by sharing her her down moments with her husband, John Legend, as well as the moments when they welcomed their daughter, Luna, in April. She also later revealed that she faced several difficulties after returning to work as co-host on Lip Sync Battle. Chrissy is currently receiving treatment for her PPD. However, she stated that she still had really good days and bad days. She also said that uh, she said that there were weeks when she wouldn't leave the house. Uh, she randomly went to, we saw pictures of her and John at the Super Bowl and the Grammys, but it was very um, difficult for her. And she said that one time that uh, she, she, there was some time, there some days she don't have energy to do a lot of things, um, you know, and as a new mom, as a mom to a newborn, you got to, you know, the baby, you got to sleep when the baby sleep. You got to get up when the baby get up. You know, there's a schedule, feeding schedule, nap schedule. You know, it's a lot of work for a newborn. And she said that it was tough for her. It was tough for her to even stomach food for days. Um, she also mentioned about there were times where she would just sit uh, in one spot on the couch every day, crying every day. She couldn't even, and, and she said she was in some pain as well. Um, she also said that there were days she couldn't even go up the stairs to her bedroom, so she would have to bring, like, pillows and comforters downstairs near the couch, and she would sleep in the living room for, like, like four or five days. But luckily, John has been very supportive. He's been helping her out. Uh, she also mentioned that um, he would sleep on the couch with her to help her. You know what I mean? Uh, postpartum is a really serious issue. Um, at one time, you know, it wasn't talked about a lot. Uh, but now more and more celebrities are coming out with these uh, dealing with postpartum and how, what they have to go through uh, with their issues. And it's a serious thing. So uh, we just hope that Chrissy gets a, a lot better soon and hopefully uh, this would pass. Um, because she's so fantastic on the show. I don't know if you guys watch Lip Sync Battle. Uh, she and LL Cool J, LL Cool J is the host of that show. 
It's a really great show. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is the creator and the producer of the show, and it's about, if you haven't seen it, uh, celebrities come on the show and they lip sync to their favorite song, they do dance numbers, and sometimes the songs that they lip sync to, sometimes they get the real artists to come on the show surprisingly. So it's a real good show. It's it's on uh, Thursday nights on Spike TV, so check your local uh, cable listings. Uh, right now we have here 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and celebrity news and pop culture. Again, if you want to know more about the show or when we broadcast, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way an email will be sent out to you when I broadcast live. You can also uh, check out the show. If you can't check it out live, you can always go to iTunes. You can go to our Facebook page. You can also check us out on Stitcher.com. And also, if you are a registered listener here, uh, that even that's even better. But if not, register. It's free. And uh, you can also not only listen to my show here on BTR, but other shows on the network as well, anywhere from sports to self-help to business to politics, you name it. So register as a listener. It's It's free. A lending contender for the American Got Talent hosting gig is offering a dose of reality to the show. He and Nick Cannon aren't that different. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about comedian Marlon Wayans. He jokingly warned that he might not be the perfect fit for NBC's talent contest considering Cannon, the previous host, left after suggesting that the network made him tone down his persona when on air. Now, Wayans told TMZ, quote, if they wanted him to be less black, I don't know if they want to holler at me, unquote. Wayans, 44, is one of three finalists to replace Cannon, along with fellow comic Tone Bell and Brandon Michael Smith. Now, this is according to TMZ. Cannon quit the show last month after learning his NBC bosses had apparently discussed firing him over a racially charged Joe he told during a recent stand-up special. In the routine, Cannon 36 quipped that he, that he couldn't say or do all the things he wanted to during the broadcast because it could mess up, quote, the white money. Wayne, who stars on his own sitcom, Marlon, on NBC, played court about being a candidate to fill Cannon's old job, but did contend that hosting AGT is a big deal. And Ryan Seacrest reportedly wants to replace Nick Cannon as the new host for American Got Talent. Mariah Carey, ex-husband, quit the show again after a nasty argument with the show producers. But, uh, yeah, rumor has it that uh, Ryan Seacrest is thinking about wanting to fill in the hosting gig. But, you know, they're saying that Ryan uh, Seacrest misses, you know, he was on um, the ever-popular um the the show where you know because he has his uh, radio show and he used to uh, host um, uh, not the uh, he used to host um, oh my goodness I can't even think of his show right now um, well he misses doing he misses his hosting gig. Uh, and and, uh, and he he missed doing that, being up front, you know, being just getting on the mic and introducing the people and everything like that. So he misses it. So he thinks this is a good opportunity to maybe fill in Nick's shoes. So I'll think of it as the show goes along. 
Samantha has filed for divorce from her friend's husband, Roman Doriak. Page six was the first to claim that the Ghost in the Shell actress attorney served the divorce filing to Doriak's lawyer on Tuesday, March 7. Now, this was officially marked the end of Johansson and Doriak's two years' marriage. Custody would no doubt be an issue as they share a two year old daughter, Rose Dorothy. Meyerson revealed to the news outlet that the estranged couple is gearing up for a nasty custody battle over their own daughter. In other words, they're saying that. Her ex-husband, because he's a French native, might take her daughter out of the States and live in France with the daughter. Remind me of another actress who had to go through the same thing. Now, Johansson and Dariak were first linked to each other in 2012. They got married in a private wedding ceremony in 2014, shortly after they welcomed their daughter. Earlier this year, it was confirmed that the estranged couple separated in the summer of 2016. And Sylvester Stallone revealed in an Instagram post that Hulk Hogan sent three people to the hospital by accident during the filming of Rocky III. Hogan had, of course, starred as the fighter, Thunder Lips, in the film. In the Rocky III scene where the fight between Thunder Lips and Rocky spilled into the crowd, Hogan didn't know his own strength and ended up injuring people. When he jumped into the audience to fight the stuntmen, three of them had to be treated at the hospital. The Rocky star also said that he thought Hogan had hurt him, too, during the filming. Stallone would end the epic story by thanking the wrestling legend, saying that it was a privilege to be mangled by such a gentleman. And John Carnahan is no longer directing Bad Boys for Life. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Carnahan has left the project due to scheduling conflict. Other sources, meanwhile, mention that Carnahan's leave is because of creative differences. And besides directing, Carnahan also penned the threequel most recent script, with Carnahan exiting the project, Sony Picture is currently searching for a director and writer for the movie, which re- will reteam Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. This news marked another setback for Bad Boys 3 following the announcement that Sony Pictures has rescheduled. Uh, they had uh, Sony had rescheduled Bad Boy for Life, and they delayed it for far behind its previous schedule. The movie was initially set to be released this year, but Sony Picture pushed it back to January 2018 release date before rescheduling it to the current November 9, 2018 release. As a result, Sony may reschedule Bad Boy 4 as well, which was originally set to be released on July 3, 2019. Bad Boy 3 plot details is still kept under wraps, but Smith and Lawrence will reprise their role as Detective Mike Lowry and and Detective Marcus Burnett, respectively, in the movie. The two lead actors starred in the first Bad Boys, which came out in 1995, and his sequel, Bad Boys 2, in 2003, which both were directed by Michael Bay. Now, as for Carnahan... The director is currently developing an English-language remake of the Indonesian action movie called The Raid, and recently he wrote the script for Death Wish remake, which stars Bruce Willis. Recent reports said that the director will direct 20th Century Fox X-Force as well as co-write it along with actor Ryan Reynolds. 
And Suicide Squad actress Margot Robbie, she's going to be portraying Maid Marian in the movie simply titled Marian. It's based on the Robin Hood folklore. The Maid Marian standalone movie will center on Maid Marian's struggle following the death of Robin Hood, the love of her life. Now, according to Deadline, Robbie Marian will pick up the pieces of Robin Hood rebellion after his death. She will later lead her people into a war and become a legend herself as she dons the mantle of the man she loves. In the folklore, Marion is a figure which is sometimes associated with the Lady of May of May Day, the, person- uh, the personification of Spring Holiday. Now, her role as Robin Hood's love interest emerged sometime in 15th or 16th century. Marion is one of many Robin Hood-related movies which are in the works. One of the movies is Robin Hood Origin, which star- stars Taron Egerton as the title role, Jamie Foxx as Little John, and Eve Hewson as Marion. The movie is currently filming and set to be released in March of 2018. We know Robbie. She's best known for her portrayal as Harley Quinn in the DC movie Suicide Squad, which she will reprise her role as the pigtail anti-heroine in the upcoming Suicide Squad spinoff, Gotham City Sirens. Robbie's other upcoming movies include the live-action CGI hybrid film Peter Rabbit, Winnie the Pooh, and Tanya Harding biopic I, Tanya. And Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep will share screen for the first time in the upcoming movie called The Post. According to Deadline, Steven Spielberg will be the helmer of the movie. This uh picture, which was written by Liz Hanna last fall, has been purchased by uh, Pascal Pictures. Now, the, it's supposed to be set in 1971, uh, in, and this, the Post is supposed to be centered on the Washington Post attempt in publishing classified Pentagon papers, which details the questionable military action in Vietnam. Now, The Post is the fifth collaboration of Hanks and Spielberg. Both worked together for Saving Private Ryan, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, and Bridge of Spies. Uh, Meryl Streep, meanwhile, she will voice Blue Mecca in Spielberg's science fiction movie, AI, Artificial Intelligence. Uh, she... Well, she that that movie came out in 2001, and although the post marked uh, Hanks and Streep's first collaboration on screen, she will start in the 2008. She did start in the 2008 Mamma Mia and the 2006 animated movie The Ant Bully, which was both produced by Hanks. Now, Hanks recently was critically praised for his performance in the biographical drama film Sully, and besides the post. Hank's upcoming movies include The Circle and Toy Story 4. Meanwhile, Streep was nominated for an Oscar in her performance in Florence Foster Jenkins, which marked her 20th Oscar nomination. The release date hasn't been announced yet. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest on uh, Ice Cube. He's reportedly in talk for an untitled animated Spider-Man movie. I'll give you the details. And uh, remember Noah Wiles, who used to be on uh, ER? Well, he's getting ready to return to television as a lead in the CBS uh, show called Perfect Citizen. And uh, Drake... 
was one of the big winners at the 2017 iHeart Music Awards. I'll tell you who else got uh, won for best in uh, music. And uh, Fantasia Barino was forced to cancel a show con- uh, concert of hers in Memphis, Tennessee, after she suffered a, a second degree burn. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Bruno Mars, and that's what I like. Before I continue with the next half hour, I just want to remind everyone that this weekend is when we change the clock back to daylight savings time. That's right. Uh, Make sure you change your clock Sunday morning from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. It's time to change the clock spring forward. More daylight, more uh, longer days. So make sure, don't forget, to change your clocks this weekend as we transform, uh, make the trans- transmission to, uh, from, day- from standard time to daylight saving time. All right, before I went to the uh, music break, I was telling you about the latest uh, with, uh, with the, uh, Ice Cube. Apparently he's in talks for the untitled animated Spider-Man movie. The rapper-turned-actor is being eyed to lend his voice to a key character in the animated superhero adaptation. The movie is confirmed to have Miles Morales as the web-slinger. He is voiced by community alum Donald Glover. Uh, Rumor has it that Ice Cube is courted to voice Spidey's father, Jefferson Davis, a former NYPD officer with a shady past. The movie is scheduled for December 21st, 2018 in the States. The plot is still kept under tight wraps, but the animated one is expected to exist separately from the live-action Spider-Man Homecoming, which stars Tom Holland and hits theaters on July 7, 2017. Mission Impossible 6 has found its new female lead. According to a scoop from Variety, the crown actress Vanessa Kirby has landed a lead role in the upcoming sequel to Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Rumor has it that the 28-year-old Kirby is in final talks to join Tom Cruise, who is set to reprise his role as Ethan Hunt. Details of her characters are still unclear, but the role is expected to be on the same level as Rebecca Ferguson's in the previous installment. Ferguson played a love interest of Cruz Hunt in the last one. She will return in the sixth film along with two mainstays, Jeremy Renner and Simon Pegg. Christopher McQuarrie is also back to serve behind the lens for the movie that is due July 27, 2018, stateside. And remember Noah Wiles? He's getting ready to return to broadcast TV as a lead on CBS Perfect Citizen pilot. The CBS legal drama has tapped Wiles to play Deck, the former general counsel for the NSA. Now, Wiles, Deck, embarks on a new career as a story law firm in Boston after being involved in an international scandal as a whistleblower. Now, although half of the country thinks he's the greatest patriot, the other half dim him the exact opposite, a traitor. Wiles' role in Perfect Citizen marked his return to broadcast TV following his breakout role as Dr. John Carter on ER. CBS prolific medical drama now appearing in more episodes of the drama than any other cast members while was one of ER's original stars before exiting as a series regular in season 11 he made an appearance on the series as a recurring role in season 12 15 and the final season while TV credits include cable channel TNT alien drama falling skies and the librarian which recently got renewed for a fourth season in the big screen department while will star opposite Liam Nielsen and Diane Lane in the upcoming American spy thriller, Felt. 
And Ariana Grande is reportedly collaborating on some new music with Pharrell Williams, according to the Arenators, during a Q&A in Montreal on Monday night, March 6th, ahead of Ari's Dangerous Woman show. Interesting, Pharrell was also recently spied with Camila Cabello in the recording studio. It seems to be a fan feud between the two pop divas once their albums come out later this year. Ariana released her third studio album, Dangerous Woman, which featured guest appearances from Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Macy Gray, and Future in May of 2016. And after... Uh, taking movie theaters and the Oscars, La La Land is going to tackle the concert stage. Liongate has announced that La La Land in concert, a live-to-film celebration, will come to Los Angeles Hollywood Bowl on Memorial Day weekend on May 26th and 27th. The musical will feature a 100-piece symphony orchestra, choir, and jazz band performing along with film original vocal recordings from Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and John Legend. The show will be conducted by Academy Award-winning composer Composer Justin Hurwitz. Now, according to Lion Gate press release, the show premiere will include pre-show photo opportunities and fireworks. They also uh, has also announced that La La Land outfit and vintage Hollywood-inspired dress is encouraged to wear at the event. Following the Memorial Day show in L.A., the live concert will kick off in cities including Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, San Diego, San Antonio, Dallas, Indianapolis. Nashville, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Denver, and Washington. Tickets will go on sale this Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern at Ticketmasters. Now, Drake, he won big at the 26th. Uh, 2017 iHeartRadio Music Awards. The Toronto rapper who led the pack of the nominees with a whopping 12 nods took home seven trophies, although he didn't attend the show. Drizzy won Hip Hop Artist of the Year for two consecutive years, beating out the life of designer DJ Khaled, Future, and J. Cole. Drake also walked away with Hip Hop Album of the Year for his fourth studio album, Views, which received multiple nominations at the 59 Grammy Awards. In addition, he won R&B Song of the Year and Best Collaboration for his chart-topping single, Work, featuring Rihanna, as well as the Hip Hop Song of the Year for One Dance, featuring Wizkid and Kyla. Now, the Chainsmokers, they trail closely behind Drake with five awards in the categories like New Artist of the Year, Best New Pop Artist, and Dance Song of the Year for Closer, featuring Hazley. Now, um, 21 Pilots and Adele, they were other acts who took home multiple awards. The Alternative Hip Hop Duo bagged four trophies, including Duo Group of the Year and Alternative Rock Artist of the Year, while the British Songstress dabbed two big prizes of the night, including Female Artist of the Year and Pop Album of the Year for 25. The 2017 iHeart Radio Music Awards was hosted by Ryan Seacrest at the Forum in Inglewood, California. The award-giving event was kicked off with a lively performance from Katy Perry, who took to the stage to sing her latest single, Chain to the River, featuring Skip Marley. Other big artists also delivered stunning performances. They were Ed Sheeran, Big Sean, Noah Cyrus, and Shawn Mendes, among others. And Justin Bieber, he's dominated the 2017 nomination of the annual Radio Disney Music Awards. He leads the pack with a total of six stars, including for Fierce's fans. 
His ex, Selena Gomez, and other female singer Megan Trainor trailed closely behind him with five nines apiece. Other nominees include The Chainsmokers, 21 Pilot, Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, Ariana Grande, Shawn Mendes, Taylor Swift, and Zayn Malik managed to share a nomination for Best Collabo thanks to their duet, I Don't Want to Live Forever, from Shift. Fifty Shades Darker. Voting begins uh, today, actually, at 4 p.m. P- uh, Pacific, and it will end on April 9th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. The winners are going to be fed at a ceremony on April 29th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. The show is scheduled to air the following day, April 30th, at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Disney Channel. And Foxy Brown, remember last week when we were talking about the the feud between Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma? Well, Foxy Brown is making things a little more interesting as she decided to step in on the feud. And as the world is waiting for Nicki's response to the Remy diss track, Sheether, and another one, Foxy had unleashed a one-minute snippet of her brutal Remy diss track titled Breaks Over on SoundCloud. Set to Jay-Z's takeover beat, the song finds the 38-year-old Brooklyn Femsey cryptically insulting the Bronx rapper. Foxy is apparently implying that she's on Nicki's team, and uh, even though Nicki remains silent about her beef with Remy, the 36-year-old Grammy-nominated rapper dropped by the Wendy Williams show to talk about Nicki's diss track, Sheether. And when asked why Nikki was targeted, Remy's responded that she was actually responding to something Nikki had started. Uh, Remy said that for over six, over the six-minute track, you know, she was saying that people don't understand that uh, Nikki was the one that actually started the beef, and she felt like that it was weird because she she does this to a lot of. Other female artists like Little Kim to Mar- and Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift to Miley Cyrus, and no one says anything. So, but uh, yeah, so far Nikki has not responded. Um, and I said to you last week that I don't like when female rappers have this beef against each other. I mean, it's 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 bad enough that there's not enough female rappers in the rap game since it is a male dominated genre. And second of all, we as women we have to stop this cattiness. We 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 have this stereotype to be catty, to be jealous, to be envy. Instead, you know, to, to, actually this today is the uh is the uh the International Women's Day where women all around the world and around the country are coming together to say to the world that we play a big part in in society and for our families and our jobs, and we want to get recognized for that and, and noted for that. And as women, we still have to come together. Remember, there was a big uh, march in Washington uh, several months ago, and it was beautiful to see women of all religions, faith, color, whether you're rich, poor, come together because we have this common bond as uh, being, you know, of the same gender, and 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 that we mean something in this world. Without us, the world really can't go on. Really, you know, we're the ones that breathe life into the world. We we birth the babies. You know, we, we, without women, the world cannot exist. 
the human race cannot exist. So I just hope that, you know, this this is squashed sooner, you know. I hope this beef is just comes to an end soon. Right, uh this is very interesting. Um, Fantasia she was forced to cancel a concert in Memphis, Tennessee after she suffered get this a second degree burn in an accident. The second-degree burn that sent her to the hospital happened on her tour bus when she knocked over a vaporizer in her sleep. Now, this is according to TMZ. Sources close to the singer told the website that she uses a aromatherapy vaporizer to soothe her vocal cords, and she was dozing off on her tour bus Sunday with it nearby. Now, according to TMZ, uh, she they think that she rolled over to the all over on the machine cord, which caused the hot water to spill out on her right forearm. Now, sources say she was alone on the bus when the accident happened, as everyone else was inside the Memphis venue preparing for the show that night. Now, uh, they said that uh, according to TMZ, the doctors removed the damaged skin and expect for her to heal fully without surgery or permanent scarring. Fantasia plans to resume the tour uh, this actually tonight, actually in Los Angeles. Right now, we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go go ahead and take another music break, and we're not, I'll come back with the last remaining stories of the week. Stay tuned. <laughs>
my desire Break down the walls to connect, inspire hey, Open up your high place, liars Time is ticking for the empire left remaining in the show. That was new music from Miss Katy Perry and Change to the Rhythm featuring Skip Marley. All right, for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, the car in which Notorious B.I.G. was fatally shot is reportedly up for auction. According to Maravilla seller Moment in Time, the owner of the BMW SUV is seeking $1.5 million. The vehicle was purchased by an unknown woman in October of 1997 during a public auction. For over 20 years, the woman used the car for her family of six. The buyer wasn't aware of the dark history behind the BMW until 2005 when police explained to her the story of Biggie's passing. The car has logged about 114,000 miles. After Biggie's death in March of 1997, police replaced the bullet holes on the passenger side before selling the vehicle. They took the doors as a piece of evidence, but have since vowed to place the original back onto the car once it has been officially purchased. In February, the 1996 BMW 750iL, in which Tupac Shakur was killed, also hit the market. The total miles of the vehicle clocked in about 90,000 miles. The car is also being handled by moment in time and is priced at $1.5 million. And speaking of Biggie and and, uh, and Tupac, they're getting ready to uh, do a film based on the detective who was into investigating the case. Uh, it's supposed to be called Unsolved, and it's they're going to have uh, two new actors playing Biggie and Pac. Um, but they it also they said that they're going to have other stars in the movie like Josh Duhamel, Jimmy Simpson, and Bukim Woodbine, who will also play detectives that was in part of that case surrounding the highly publicized murder. Now, Anthony Hemingway from Underground will serve as the executive producer and director of the pilot. Unsolved is based on the experience of former LAPD detective Greg Kading, played by Duhamel, who led multiple law enforcement task forces investigating the murder. Tupac was shot and killed at the age of 25 in Las Vegas in 1996. Just six months later, Biggie was shot and killed at age 24 in Los Angeles. Both of the murders remain unsolved. And Prince Jackson, Michael Jackson's son, who's now 20 years old, he spoke candidly candidly about his late father during a visit to Good Morning America on Monday, March 6th. He said that um, 
And when he was growing up, Michael always told him that he didn't care what he did in life as long as he was happy doing it and that you be the best at what you do. He said that if you want to be a janitor at a high school, you should be the best janitor that you can be. So Prince, who was 12 years old when his father died of cardiac arrest at the age of 50, is currently a film major at Loyola Marymount University in Louisiana. In uh, in I think it's in Los Angeles. Uh, during his studies, he confounded the organization Heal Los Angeles, which focused on child abuse, homelessness, and hunger. He was inspired by his dad, Heal the World organization, which continued to provide relief to disadvantaged youth. Prince also founded the company King Sons Production in 2016. On its website, it states that Prince strived to work behind the camera on music videos, short films, and hopefully one day on feature films. Prince said, quote, So I was born as Prince, and that was the name my dad had given to me. But my dad had earned the epithet, the epithet King of Pop, and that through hard work and years of training and everything that he worked so hard to get, so it's a form of motivation because my name is Prince, but for all intensive purposes, I am the king's son working to get my own empathy, unquote. Wow. He has grown into a very smart young man, a very smart young man. Karuchi Tran will have to face her ex-boyfriend, Chris Brown, in court tomorrow in an effort to make her temporary restraining order against him permanent. Sources tell TMZ that Tran has been trying to in vain to serve Brown with the temporary restraining order she was granted last month, but he invaded service three times. As previously reported, a judge issued the emergency order requiring Brown to steer clear of Tran after she claimed he was threatening to shoot her and also telling friends if he couldn't have her, no one else could. She also claimed in her filing that he brutalized her, punched her in the stomach, and threw her down the stairs. One of her friends also got a restraining order against Chris last week. Now, according to TMZ, Karuchi is preparing her case for a permanent restraining order. She's not afraid to take the stand and is going to swear under oath. Chris was as violent to her as he was to Rihanna. You know, I don't know what is going on. I, you know, Chris was diagnosed with bipolar. And I don't know if he's just not taking his meds. He needs to move on. He has to get his life together. And you have a daughter now. You know, you need to put yourself, you you have to really think about, you know, think about your daughter 20 years from now. How would you feel if some ex-boyfriend was threatening her, Punching her, he he don't see the the reverse effect that could happen. You know, they say that what comes around goes around. He has to think of his daughter and make sure he teaches her to don't date a guy like me who who's uh, you know have these issues. Uh, wish uh, Karuchi the best of luck, and uh, Floyd Mayweather. He has a he had a a, a custom you know a, a, I think it was last week he had a, a birthday party uh, he threw a big a big bash big party bash uh, and apparently somebody had robbed his house just took all his his jewels and everything while he's partying the night away 
Now um, somebody threw a a cocktail, a Molotov cocktail, into his TMT van, which belonged to his entourage. Apparently, um, this incident happened with, while Mayweather was speaking inside the International Convention Center in Birmingham, UK. The semi-retired boxer is currently on his undefeated tour where he's speaking in front of audiences and doing meet and greets with fans. A rep for the Leewood Fire Station, which responded to the fire, told TMZ that two individuals threw the Molotov cocktail inside the van after breaking a window with a brick. The van was connected to Mayweather's entourage, and the team handled his promotion while he he's in the U.K. Also, Mayweather sources said that the van was not actually owned by him. The case is now in the handle in the hands of local authorities. And Jay Z is gonna reportedly co produce for the film adaptation of Lin Manuel Miranda's play In the Heights. The musical with music and lyrics by Lin Manuel Miranda and a book by Kiera Alegria Hudes is set over the course of three days involving characters in the largely Dominican American neighborhood of Washington Heights right here in New York City. The show opens in a Broadway production in March of 2008, and this production was nominated for 13 Tony Awards, winning four for Best Musical, Best Original Score, Best Choreography, and Best Orchestration. It won a Grammy Award for Best Musical Show Album. It was also nominated for the 2009 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. The film is set to begin shooting this spring. Wow. Right now we have uh, two minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Make sure you change your clocks this weekend as we go from standard time into daylight saving time. That's 2 a.m. Sunday morning into and change it to 3 a.m. So that way Monday you won't be late for the Home, uh, school or uh, work and things of that nature. But uh, again, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.